Hello, and welcome to Crying in the Book Club, a podcast where three emotional friends talk about comic books and manga. This week, we are talking about uh, Spy Family. It has uh, an X in the middle, but you don't say it. It's just Spy Family. Uh, hello, John Luke and Alex. How are hello. you both today? I'm doing well. I, I can't complain about my current situation. That's fair. I mean, I could complain, but it's 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 Christmas month, uh, so that's very exciting. You know, we had Thanksgiving here in the Americas. Uh, that's gone. Now we're, you know, getting gifts well, ready. You had Thanksgiving last month, right? It's been a while for you. Yeah, but I, I double dip because I get work off. Uh, got work off. <laughs> oh, hell <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Friday Do you off. actually get both Thanksgivings off? No, no, not not the Canadian. Actually, no, the Canadian one was like on President's Day or something. Whatever made up holiday, you guys. No, it was the one about Christopher Columbus that's no longer about him, thankfully. <laughs> Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes, I yes, think is yes. what we call it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here Much in the woke than... West. Yeah. Don't worry, my boss still referred to it as Columbus Day. So <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. You know, props to your boss for that. He a real yeah, one yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he is. Shout out if you listen to the show. I boss hope he's man. not. It's probably not a good idea. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would. But then again, I didn't think that I would read Spy X Family. Uh, yeah, I guess we can just <laughs> we can just transition into Spy Family. Uh, I really thought this was a book about a spy's ex family. Like Why did I say the ex? Emily but... just did the thing too, where she was like, oh, "No one says the word ex if you know it." Uh, that's news to me. Actually, I think Emily's told me that before that you're not supposed to say the X. Like in our planning meetings, I kept saying my ex family, yeah. and I saw steam coming out of their ears. Well, <laughs> so I, I was describing it that way. I was not that, that mad about it. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it. I actually, I like Alex. Uh, Alex said his name as Alex X Alex for uh, this call today, and I liked that quite a bit. But. Um, does yeah, that mean that Hunter x Hunter is just Hunter Hunter? It is. Yeah, it's just uh, Hunter Hunter. I'm surprised uh, you've never heard me refer to it because I do just say also, Hunter Hunter. Then I guess my name is more Hunter Hunter uh, yeah. than it is Spice you're Family. Al- it's, you're it's Alex a, Alex. It's the repeating. Yeah, okay. All right. Alex well, Family. The game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Spy Family. It is a Japanese shonen manga currently being published by uh, Shueisha, owner of the Jump magazine line. So that includes uh, the most famous of which is Shonen Jump, but there are actually several other like Jump titles uh, that I don't know much about and don't really care, to be honest. Uh <laughs> Uh, shonen manga is a uh, it's an editorial category of Japanese comics. Uh, shonen means boy, so shonen manga means boys comics. It means that these are targeted at uh, an audience of adolescent boys. Uh, in Japan, the genre breakdown for uh, manga is a little different because a lot of times things are categorized by their intended audience as opposed to like the the content of the the book itself like it obviously it breaks down further as you get into like different genre categorization but in general like you've got uh shonen which is for boys shoujo which is for girls seinen which is for young adults young adult men uh, or adult men and uh, jose which is for adult women 
and uh, each of these uh, categorizations have their own uh, like associated tropes and and such. Uh, of the four primary demographic categories of manga, shonen is the most popular category, and it makes for some of the most popular series in uh, in the United that come over into the United States. Uh, although shonen is ostensibly targeted at young boys, uh, its actual readership extends significantly beyond this target group to include all ages and genders. Uh, there are a lot of especially uh, adults in the U.S. that grew up watching, like, shonen anime on uh, Toonami have grown up to read shonen manga as adults. Uh, the uh, category originated from Japanese children's magazines at the turn of the century. Uh, shonen stories generally focus on action, adventure, and the fighting of monsters or other forces of evil. I know that was a little uh, granular, but... I don't know. I think uh, it's interesting how uh, different countries uh, approach like genre categorization and, and marketing. In, and stuff. Uh, in, uh, in North America, we just have Marvel is for is for boys and DC is for girls. Yeah, That's, exactly. It's yeah. really simple here. <laughs> That's how it works out. Yeah, yeah. Im- Im- images, you, you, everyone. So <laughs> yeah. big three. Oof. See, I would normally say that it's the other way around, that Marvel is for girls and DC is for boys. See? This is a hot button issue. We'll get into that <laughs> next episode. The, 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 culture war, the culture wars of DC versus Marvel. Oh, I really don't want to get into that for an episode. <laughs> we should name that the episode. Let's see who, let's see who listens. <laughs> let's see what... Honestly, naming this, you know, like just this being about Spy Family is sort of... Uh... It is sort of trend chasing because I don't know if you guys know that this series is massively popular right now. Just like our show. Wow. Just like our show. Yeah. All of my degenerate weeb friends all read and and watch the anime. So call them out right now by name, address. (laughs) They know who they are. IP address. (laughs) Um, The series is written and illustrated by Tatsuya Endo. It is. Being, uh, it has been serialized bi-weekly on Shueisha's Shonen Jump Plus app and website since March of 2019. Uh, the chapters have been collected in 10 Tankabon volumes as of October 2022, and it is licensed in North America by Viz Media. Uh, Spy Family takes elements from three of Endo's previous stories, uh, one-shots for Jump Square, another one of those Jump magazines, uh, Rengoku no Ashe, uh, Ashe of Purgatory, uh, Ishi ni uh, Usubini, Tetsu no Hoshi, uh, The Pink in Stone, The Star in Steel, and I Spy. It was just called I Spy. Uh, I love those books. The initial draft of the story was uh, given a working title of just Spy Family, written in Japanese. Uh, but then they finally just, even though they came up with like a hundred options for uh, names for the story, they ended up just settling on Spy Family uh, with the, the cross in the middle, uh, influenced by Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Uh, for today's episode of the podcast, we read volumes one through three of the manga, which I believe I told you guys was chapters one through 17. 
That's what I read, so I yeah. hope so. Well, no, I just was... Three bonus stories or something? Making sure I remember. I wasn't sure if you guys read the bonus stories, so I didn't really <clears throat> include them in... Uh, I read the one about Anya going to the aquarium. I, I didn't read the other one. The the site I wrote, I read the manu is like it was just in order with them. So I okay, yeah, because I read I actually read like the volumes for this, so I uh, I didn't read it the same way you guys did, so I wasn't sure what was or was not included. But um, this these chapters cover the first eleven episodes of the anime, which was like the. Like, uh, when the anime started airing, it aired, like, 12 episodes and then took a mid-season break, and it just resumed uh, in October, uh, just a few months ago. So, uh, I just wanted us to cover, I, I thought that, like, that was sort of a nice uh, nice chunk. It's sort of hard to, to break up, like, how much of this story you should read, because it just sort of goes from, like, one microplot to another, but I thought since this was where the anime ended off for its mid-season break, it would work for us too. So yeah, that's uh, that's our background on on Spy Family. The story follows a spy who has to uh, build a, a fake family to execute a mission, not realizing that the daughter he adopts is a telepath and the uh, woman who agrees to be his wife is an assassin. <laughs> It's sort of a weird book to pitch because it's got a lot of moving parts, but it all sort of, I think it works. What was that movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. It, a lot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, like layer, layers of deception going on. And you like uh, fake marriage is like a really popular or fake relationships is a really popular trope in like fan fiction. And I, I, I think it's, I, I really like uh, all like the layers of everyone having to, to deceive each other, I think is very fun. Yeah. I mean, it's also just a popular trope in spy fiction, right? I mean, sure. there was that show on FX about the, the Americans, right? Yeah. The, I didn't that, watch that was that, really popular. Yeah. There's a bunch of, and there's a bunch of shows like, uh, well, not just shows, but novel spy novels and stuff with a mm -hmm. similar concept, although generally not played for as much comedy as it is uh, in spy family. I mm. confess that I'm not actually that familiar with, uh, with spy spy fiction and spy tropes uh up until getting into this series so uh you weren't at the theater opening night for every james bond movie you seem like the type <laughs> the new james bond movie was pretty good actually though the latest one uh, well, that's the one that's 500 hours long oh yeah no, I, got, I got my I... money's worth hey, <laughs> anyway uh so uh, Spy Family is set primarily in the country. Well, it's set in Westalis, but it involves Westalis and Astania, uh, which are very clearly like alternate universe fictionalized mid 20th century East and West Germany. In volume one, in order to counteract the movement to reignite the war from their hostile eastern neighboring country, Westalis sends the renowned spy Twilight, which it's, I'm sure that sounds like a cool code name in Japanese, but I see that and I just think of Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony. They, they send Twilight to the city of Berlin in Ostania to conduct the Operation Strix. I said it, the story set mostly in Westalis earlier. I was wrong. I mostly don't 
the country names don't really matter that much and I get them mixed up basically constantly because I don't really care about like the actual politics of all this because neither does the story really um the objective of the uh, Operation Strix is uh, to stalk Donovan Desmond, president of the National Unity Party of Astania, in order to extract any seditious information. The mission requires Twilight to establish a fake family and put his child in Eden Academy, where he can safely approach the elusive Donovan through a school event for the elite students. Twilight creates an alias as psychiatrist Lloyd Forger, adopts Anya, a kid from a shady orphanage, and later marries Yor Briar, a Berlin City Hall employee who, unbeknownst to him, is a, uh, uh, the, the Anya, it, like I mentioned earlier, is a, uh, a telepath who was, uh, used in a secret Austanian project and, uh, Yor is a professional assassin uh, who goes by the code name Thorn Princess. Uh, Anya passes the Eden Academy entrance exam and the Forger family prepares for the family interview while struggling to adjust to the new norm as a pretend family. Uh, I wrote too much. I got really excited about this manga because I really like it. <laughs> but, like basically they... They have to pre- they have to do this fake family thing. They have to get Anya into school and... Uh, <laughs> there's it's it's all a comedy of errors because like they're all because each of them has this big secret they're all having to like they have their own machinations while also lloyd twilight uh twilight's code name is lloyd lloyd forger lloyd has to try and enact this super elaborate spy plan and because anya can read minds she also thinks that or she like is she's obsessed with with spy fiction she's really obsessed with the spy tv show so she like wants to help uh lloyd with his spy mission and so she's like trying to help but without revealing that she's a telepath and like they uh, and and your is trying to to take out her her assassin duties uh while also pretending to to be a, a mom and, and wife uh, Anya manages to get into school, but things don't go exactly according to plan. Uh, Anya is supposed to become friends with Desmond's son, Damien, and this does not work out. Mostly because Damien is a little asshole. He's a little uh, dick. He, he's a little piece of shit. And Reminds I'm- me of another Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like, And they kind of look alike, too. They look very similar they have like the same and they, hairstyle and, and they like act the same with like like he's kind of like very like rules based too where it's like actually no stars are all deserved she like someone's like talking shit about her because you know anya gets a star eventually i guess spoiler um uh, yeah like, no. i mean you know we're, we're in spoilers territory uh don't talk bad about the rules the rules are what matter it's like oh damien uh <laughs> yeah the, uh, uh there are these at Eden Academy, uh, there's like this little like society of like the best students and they get invited to a party at the Desmond house. And so part of the spy plan is trying to get Anya to uh, Anya to earn these stars so that she can get invited to that party. And when she finally she finally gets a star because uh, even though she fucks up basically every attempt to get stars in the process, she uh, telepathically hears a boy drowning in a pool and manages to save him and that uh, 
heroic act gets her uh, a star but yeah. um it's a cute moment too because she's like wait a minute i can use my powers for good yeah because she spent most of this time being sort of terrified that like if anyone finds out that she's a telepath they're gonna like freak out and like she like her whole family is gonna fall apart she's been through a lot of adoptive families and like this weirdly is the first time that she's had a family that's actually sort of like worked and not like gotten tired or annoyed by her for some reason and because uh, I mean she is kind of she's also for some a reason I okay read their minds. <laughs> she is a little shit but I love her and I will not stand any Anya uh, it's a, on I mean podcast. give any six year old telepathic abilities and like yeah it's not gonna work out well she is so six years old <laughs> but yeah. yeah like mo- oh I pulled my headphones out I got too excited. <laughs> It's funny that she you say that she's so six years old because the scene in the orphanage at the beginning when uh, Twilight goes there to adopt her, I thought that she was lying about being six years old because she read his mind and saw that he needed a six-year-old. And so she just claimed to be six and the and there's the no record orf- of her. The guy at the orphanage has no I, record. Yeah. I, so I will say maybe she actually is, but I actually, you know, I'm not sure. Like she might be lying, but also like the story takes place over kind of like a period of time. So at a certain point I think she is six, so like Okay. Yeah. I just found that that to be funny. I, I, I thought it was a funny I, scene. When it she... is funny. Uh but I actually don't know. I don't a hundred percent know if we're supposed to think she's lying or not. Yeah, that a uh, that a uh, guy who works at the orphanage is just great. He's just like, take a kid, any kid, take this one. She annoys me. Visibly Please. drunk. We don't need any paperwork. It's all right. You can just go go along your way. Yeah, like doesn't like need any like doesn't need anything. Just take her. It sets the tone of the comedy quite well, I think. Yeah, that that's a big thing. Is like. His, uh, even though there's all this spy mission stuff going on, this is mostly just a comedy about uh, a very serious man adjusting to fatherhood. <laughs> and th- yeah, like while they're trying to do the big spy mission uh, to, to get in good with the Desmond family, there's also like little mini spy missions that happen along the way. And Yor has her assassin stuff. And we meet uh, Yor's uh, younger brother Yuri, who is a uh, he's with the Ostania like secret police, and so uh, the SSS. <laughs> so uh, that that puts him in conflict with Lloyd, who's you know working for Westalis, and it's got it brings sort of like a Breaking Bad attention to the plot. Um, and I. I don't know. I I, I want to know how you guys felt about Spy Family because I've been uh, I have been resisting the urge to ask for like a week, two weeks now, and I I want to know, and I need to know if John's going to make me cry or not. Well, let's keep the tension going and let Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good answer. Uh, this this book grew on me as it went on. Um, as the volumes went on, I think when I got into the school, I think I'm just a sucker for like that, like stressful school. I, and, and it was, it wasn't the headmaster guy, but it was the guy who was like, wow, so elegant. That really got me to like, the guy with the, the two pronged beard. He yeah. looked like Mr. Harrington from, yeah. uh, from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. 
Yes, he yeah. really does. Well, yeah, he re- reminded me of um, uh, Hargreaves, not from the TV show, but from, from the, the comics. Comics. He looks almost like he. Looks yeah, a it's a very like similar Har- look. Comic book Hargreaves, yeah, and a it's, similar like kind of character in some ways too. So. I wish you guys had watched some of the anime because, like, the guy who does his like voice performance is just so funny. <laughs> like, it's just so like dramatic and over the top. Yeah, so like like the the whole setup and everything, I was a bit like it felt a bit by the numbers, but like it like to set everything up is like oh this guy now this person now in there, but once they got to the school and there's like all the recruiters with their binoculars and like oh this person's out because they like sneeze and this person's out because like oh their hair's out of place and it was a uh, it like <clears throat> it brought a lot of attention to something that shouldn't have any tension really and it was like really really over the top which I appreciated and it's something that that kind of keeps going for the whole thing and they're. There's definitely slow points, but for for the most part, I uh, I enjoyed it, and I I I, I kept reading after uh, seventeen, because that cliffhanger with the dog who was so cute, I couldn't I couldn't stop, so I had to read an extra one. Yeah, I I almost I almost got the next volume, but I was like, no, I need to like stay focused. I've already watched more of the anime, but I, I have you not know. read the manga before? Mm, I hadn't. I'd only watched the anime before. Uh, well, I I read like a couple chapters of the the sure. manga where we decided to do this but um no i hadn't really read much of it okay cool i didn't i didn't realize that it was the well at least the manga was mostly new to you too the the anime and the manga are like super close like it's like a really close adaptation so like going in like i there wasn't anything that like was was very different surprising or anything i guess 11 episodes for 17 chapters that's kind of like yeah that's a lot the 20 minute episodes or whatever pacing in the the anime is pretty good i like the anime is like i cannot stress how popular this shit is right now like it is insane jean-luc what is and your because verdict? of the popularity i have to say i don't i know the answer yeah we got there <laughs> no, no 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 i i don't know yeah the the key for for manga for me is is that a, it doesn't get oversold to me beforehand because almost every time something gets oversold to me before I actually read it, I end up really not liking it. Chainsaw Man. Tried not to. Well, n- not not. I mean, that's that's a recent example, but there are you know other there are other examples as well for anime as well as manga, uh, and also that it's like not. Um, and again, it's it's hard for me to like pass judgment on the original text, but because I feel like a lot of this happens in localization where it just becomes immensely cringe. Uh, and, and spy family does not have that problem. I mean, Anya is like, it can be a cringe inducing character, but she is extremely funny and adorable while doing it. So it's not, I wasn't reading this and rolling my eyes because the humor is more cutesy than it is like, crude in the way that i find a lot of uh like english translated manga to 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 be so i really i really liked it i i had a lot of fun with it i got one boys i was i got really invested in in lloyd and yor by the by the end of it especially after the the scene where her brother shows up you know it's it's just a really light-hearted kind of like fun breezy read it seems like I looked at like the number of chapters there are and I have no idea. Like it, ha- I assume it has to like have a turn where it does more than that because I feel like the it- things get more plot, uh, 
like it feels like we're close to actually getting yeah like them to me if, so. if we had read uh if we had read more volumes we probably would have started getting into like more actual plot focused stuff but it is it, it is a kind of a long trek to get there but i feel like it's just so fun that it oh i agree isn't like that isn't a bad thing in this case no i i totally agree i will say by the end i i was starting to feel like i needed a little bit more but it really wasn't until the last couple issues where i was like okay maybe i need some more some more plot because so much like so much of the first 15 or so so issues are just like pure charm offensive like the whole way through and it's hard to uh, it's hard not to 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 fall for it i think or for me at least and i'm usually very resistant to things like this and i will um i will give a a minor spoiler for post uh post what we read uh the the little tease at the end with the dog the reason the dog is having the little vision of the family is because the dog can see the future so that adds like a whole that that adds like a whole new uh bit to the the dynamic as well because even though he can see the future it's not like he can like tell them like i had a vision can she read the dog's mind a little bit like it's it's harder for anya to read animal minds than it is people minds because animal minds are so different than people minds but uh she can kind of like she can kind of tap in and see sort of like the picture in his head Hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, the dog. They ended up naming the dog the dog Bond, and uh, he's very cute. I like him. A lot. After the the character on Spy Wars, of course. Yes, Bond Man. Bond Man, yeah. Sounds like a Death Stranding character. <laughs> Actually, really I does. said that to really Gwen. Does. Also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. Oh, Kojima. But no, I I enjoyed it. I was happy to enjoy it because. I didn't want to make my friend Emily sad by saying I really didn't like something again. See, I didn't enjoy it, but I'm not going to let Emily know that. I'm going to fake it for the rest of this episode. I I actually, I had a feeling that you would maybe, that you would maybe be charmed by this one, John, because I do think that it is genuinely just very good. Oh, totally. Yeah. The, it's like the comedy writing, it's like witty and snappy, but it's not, annoying and it's not quippy it's like it genuinely goes out of its way to like set up funny scenarios to put the characters in and play them off of one another it's paced really well in that case oh totally yeah the 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 time the comedic timing is is kind of perfect i know pacing is generally like your biggest problem when it comes to to manga that's that is part of it mostly it's that they're annoying but (laughs) you know it, it this does feel paced really well for sure yeah for me like the first chapter and a half pacing was okay but then after that it kind of i feel like it hits stride pretty early yeah i mean it does like the cold open is in the first issue where uh twilight is on some other mission in a different country is like you know it's a little bit hard to follow but it's hard to follow in the way that i think cold opens can be it's not necessarily it's not really a bad thing it it does really hit its stride like in those first few issues though. Like it definitely has a little bit of uh it does have a little bit of an on-ramp, but not, I mean, it, it, and it, it doesn't even wait till all the characters are like settled in together and stuff. I think like yeah. the, the dinner party was, was the point where I really was like, okay, like, this is, this is really enjoyable. It's, it was, 
it was the dinner party and then the ensuing chase sequence afterwards where it's the cl- a very classic trope. And this is also like, this is like a superhero comics trope also as much as it is a spy uh, fiction trope of, you know, two characters trying to hide their secret identities from each other while also handling some, 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 some villains. Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle got mugged. What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, no, it is totally, you know, every time Bruce Wayne goes on a date, uh, it's, it's absolutely that same, that same kind of, kind of energy. Like you can't help but think of, I mean, we talked about long Halloween just a little bit ago, but you can't help but like think of Bruce and Selena in long Halloween of like, they just keep running into each other with bruises on their faces right after they were fighting. I had not considered the comparison to Bruce and Selena, but that's actually really good. I like that spy family is sort of like Bruce and Selena, but what if Selena was a fucking idiot? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It absolutely is. Yeah. It's yeah. It totally is. Because yours is like, ah, you're so good. Yours is super charming, and I have no idea how she is such a competent murderer with how much of a total disaster she is. Doesn't matter. Every other yeah. part of her Doesn't life. matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She's the best. I love her so much. Um, yeah, she's great. Yeah, so uh, had you guys heard of this before? I, I asked, sort of, but had, had either of you really heard of this before I uh, I insisted on us reading it? Uh, just in like the knowledge that it existed, um, I'd heard it talked about a few times, but nothing. I don't remember anything about anyone said about it really, other mm-hmm. than like, oh, it exists, and I think I saw it at like local bookstore, like collections of it mm-hmm. in, in the good old manga section. But yeah, like it wasn't really like hyped up, but I knew it existed enough that it was like somewhat popular. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea that it was the global phenomenon that it that it apparently is. I, yeah, like it's just it is really popular. How about you, Emily? Did you hear it before? Yeah, I. Okay, so I, like, started hearing about this, uh, I started hearing about Spy Family, like, just because, like, people were reading it, and there was an anime coming out, and then I started getting more, like, specific, like, like, people who, like, I talked to frequently were like, oh, no, like, you actually really should watch this, it's, like, really good. So I first checked out the anime, and I actually, um, I usually watch the the dub of the anime, um, there's a a dub that's done by Funimation, uh, and it's actually really good, uh, I, I find that the, the writing and the, the dub performances in the anime are really good, um, I've, wa- I've also watched it in Japanese because I started watching the dub and then I went back and watched a bunch of it with my wife. Yeah. And Gwen prefers subtitle anime. So, uh, yeah, Gwen. I was like, well, you know, like I already watched the dub, so I might as well like check out the, the original. And both, I think both performances are really good, but, um, the Japanese voice actors in the anime are, I mean, I mentioned the, the, uh, the Mr. Harrington guy, but he, <laughs> He has like this, I mean, he says elegant a lot in the manga, but the way he does it in the anime where he's like, elegance, like, oh, it's so funny. Um, But yeah, so I watched the anime, I watched through all of what was out at the time, which was through episode 12, which uh, episode 12 covers uh, uh, the, the chapter where they go to the aquarium and uh, then you see like the the tease of the dog at the very end, and uh, so I was like, 
well, uh, I really liked this and I would like an excuse to read the manga. I had read like one or two chapters because I have the Shonen Jump app on my phone uh, mm-hmm. and I, I pay for a subscription. It's like a couple of bucks a month. So like I, I could read it at any time, but I just hadn't gotten around to it. And this was sort of a, this was an excuse to to make myself do that and also see what, what you guys <laughs> thought about it. Um, yeah. But like I said, the, the anime and manga are both like, super super close like basically the only difference is that sometimes they'll do things like a little more like things will be like a, maybe a little more extravagant I, I don't know how to describe it in the anime they'll they can do a yeah. little more with animation than you than you do on the written page so like in the i feel like the fight scenes might be a bit more in, yeah intense or drawn out there and, and you mentioned the uh the dinner party the the scene where you're like uh catches the the plate of hot food by like kicking yeah. it up with her feet is like the animation of that scene is oh my god it's fucking insane it's so good and yeah. all, um and the the opening and the the all, like both the opening and closing uh credit songs for uh both halves of season one are really good but yeah i like i watched the anime and i was just i was super charmed and um yeah i snuck it onto our to read list uh and it made it it made it <laughs> And I like the like just with the dog and and also with um with Anya. It's like that the the sort of like okay like the spy the spy stuffs going on between these two nations and they're like experimenting on like people and dogs and like that kind of stuff. And it's like the the consequences of it, but mm-hmm. it's like not played serious at all, which a lot of the stuff in the book isn't, which I think works really well. And it's just kind of like yeah, it's all kind of like set dressing for like the comedy and the relationships there which is yeah all of the the stuff that like in another series would be like very serious is just like it's just sort of the like happening in the background the real plot is about this like kooky family keeping secrets (laughs) from each other yeah 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 It's, it's it's good i'm definitely gonna be reading more or I'll just watch the um, anime. I was going to say, you should, uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, the manga's really good, so, like, reading more would also be good, but, like, you know, uh, but anyway, yeah, if, if you wanted to keep going with Spy Family and you, you don't want to read, you, you really could just watch the anime. It's all, as far as I can tell, it, it has all been very close, uh, so unless mm. they do some sort of radical deviation, uh, at some point, which, I mean has happened in the past the promised neverland anime season two took a radical a drastic and radical departure from uh from the the manga in a way that made it uh, absolute dog shit and that's why basically <laughs> like the popularity of promised neverland was like up here and it took like a nosedive as soon as like season two hit like four Damn. episodes in it was really unfortunate because the first season of the anime was really good but anyway yeah, i feel like i I mean, this was just really a breeze to read, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I was not concerned about giving you guys 17 chapters to read, because I knew it would just be, it would just go like that. Yeah, I think it took me like an hour and a half to read through it all, which is like, if I was watching the anime, it'd probably be like five plus hours. Yeah. Spitballing, but. You know, reading fast. And I value my time, so I will animation. not, I will not watch an anime. <laughs> plus, because, you know. Uh, John, had you heard very much about Spy Family before uh before i i made you read it well i mean i was aware of it i feel like i've like been aware of it for a while but i haven't 
I, I didn't really even know like exactly what the concept was. Like I had an idea fair. for it of what it was, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know very much about it. No, I, I knew what it was. I like had seen panels from it that had been posted other places. I'd seen a lot of people talk about it, but Anya is in a lot of memes. And I know specifically like the panel of her being like, I want a shotgun with a silencer and Lloyd being like, we'll see if we can find one on sale uh, was really popular when the anime first started coming out. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's definitely a couple things like that that I've seen all over the place, mm-hmm. but no, I, I, I knew it was popular, but I didn't know it was massive. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Alex also seemed to have the same impression of it, mm-hmm. but no, I, I I really didn't know very much about it, other mm-hmm. than it was popular, and that it was called, and that I thought it was called Spy X Family. <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, I don't keep I don't keep track too like I don't follow like manga super closely like either you know even as it comes to the U.S. I just yeah. I don't, it's not really where my interests lie usually so yeah. it's just whatever my friends end up talking about or whatever gets retweeted onto my twitter feed yeah i i had a feeling that you guys didn't really know very much about it to begin with um i mean especially because like when i went into it all i knew was that people were saying that it was really good and that yeah. there was a spy and an assassin uh uh, I don't even remember if I knew that Anya was a telepath, uh, but I just sort of went in uh, to the anime like in episode one and I was immediately charmed because I mean, they're a very, very charming family. Yeah. I mean, the your being an assassin and Anya being a telepath, those were both uh, surprises to me, but they were fun surprises. I mean, it does it does, you know, add to the dynamic of all of them having secrets that they're keeping from each other, even though that's not really what the book is about. like that in a lot of cases in a lot of like similar stories like that would be like a big point of tension but here it's really not especially because like i mean anya basically she's a six-year-old but she knows what twilight she knows twilight's goals but she really has like a six-year-old's conception of it and so you get all these panels of her like saying we have to do it for world peace and nobody knows what she's talking about. Like the other kids at the school are like, what are you, what are you on about? And then there's the the one scene where she says at the very end of, of volume three, where she says, we have to get a dog for world peace. And it's because she's imagined the scenario where she takes her dog over to meet Damien's dog. And that's what causes world peace because she has a child's understanding of, of how you attain well, world all, peace. Well, because all she knows is that Lloyd is working for, Twilight's working for world peace and she needs to become friends with Damien so that they can go over to Damien's house. And she thinks, like, that is, that is the, like, that is the extent of her understanding. And so she thinks, like, if I can make this happen, we will make world peace. Yeah, exactly. Which is a very adorable dynamic to have. Yeah. Between her and uh her and uh Twilight. So I and of course you're also knowing nothing about that the the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like that Anya being a telepath is sort of a shake up on the like spy has a fake family trope because usually the children have no idea what's going on yeah yeah and this really allows her to have more agency in the story because she actually i mean you know as much agency as a six-year-old can have but like yeah because she's not totally being like 
she's not totally having the wool over her eyes. Yeah, no, 100%. And I also love that the, her whole, like, obsession with spies, like, watching the, the spy cartoon and, and all of that comes from she reads Lloyd's mind at the orphanage and wants to impress him so he doesn't send her back. <laughs> and so, like, that's why. And so she thinks, like, if she gets really into spies, he'll think she's cool and keep her around, which is adorable. I mean, there's a lot of really adorable Anya stuff. I, just, like, also from a visual standpoint, like, she is, like, her facial expressions and body language She gets so many awesome. good facial expressions. Yeah, like, the, you know, and it's funny, this is maybe not, like, a one-to-one, -one, uh, but she reminds me a lot of Kim Pine in, in the comic. No, in I can see of, it. Yeah, in terms of, like, well, like, like, Kim definitely doesn't have as much going on, but, like, when... You, when Kim has like those like big emotional outbursts, they're always very over exaggerated in the way she's drawn. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's kind of true of Scott Pilgrim more broadly, but it, there was a panel in, I think issue 14 or 15 where Anya gets like really pouty. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is, <laughs> that is Kim Pine. Mm -hmm. uh, that, so that was kind of like the point of reference there. And that, that's like one of the great things about it is that it's obviously written really well, but it, it hits the visual, the visual comedy notes just as well as it hits the the written ones, mm -hmm. um, and a big part of that is like the the facial acting and and you know how much you can do in you know a cartooned medium basically. So mm -hmm. I, I really dug that as well. Uh, who's who's everyone's favorite character so far? Uh, Bill Watkins, age six. <laughs> He's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay alex <laughs> this is like they're playing dodgeball and then they're like oh watch out for that kid and then there's like who and it's like bill watkins age six and it's supposed to be a six-year-old but it's a 35 year old like bodybuilder guy so from, like, you know east germany or west germany or both the germanies and it's like wow that wow and then they play dodgeball and then he loses it's just like wow the dodgeball Fantastic. bit's really good. I oh, yeah. I usually don't like dodgeball scenes in like stuff for kids because I think it's just really corny. But like that one's really good. <laughs> yeah, but but if it wasn't Bill Bianya, I think she's just a, she's just a, again like you guys have been saying she's just like a a joy of a character who's all over the place because she's six years old, but just such like a energy and like kind of joy and like uh yeah she's she's she, she's the heart and soul of this spy family no x <clears throat> what about yeah. you john it's hard not to it's hard not to like anya i mean the book very clearly wants you to just really fall for for her charms uh which you know is fair she's an adorable six-year-old who says a lot of stupid stuff that's very funny um I, I, but I don't necessarily know that she, I don't know that I don't know that she's my favorite. I, I think some of the supporting cast I probably ended up liking a little bit more. I really liked yours brother. I thought that he was extremely funny, even though there were only a few scenes with him in the in, in the issues that we read. At least I assume he he becomes oh, yeah, more he's of a recurring a, character. Yeah, he's a pretty big uh, pretty big part of the the story going forward. Yeah, but I really liked that he kind of thinks he's hot shit and everybody else at the SSS also kind of thinks he's hot shit because he's, you know, he has like this 
reputation of being very effective at getting information out of people. You know, he, 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 there's that scene where he tortures the guy, which that sucks. Not a fan of that, but the rest of it where he's goes from, he, he's very much like a Quentin Tarantino character where he goes from talking to joking with the guy and talking to him and then bashing his head against the table. Really funny that you say that because I read a, I I almost put this in the discussion questions, but I didn't. I read a Goodreads review that described uh, this series as like Quentin Tarantino meets the Coen brother. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually the other point of reference that I would make for, for that character specifically is that. Well, it was, it was for the volume that he's introduced. So yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely feels, like one of the one of the characters from Fargo I, I I he would not be out of place there but but then he shows up to to have dinner with Twilight and Yor obviously you know the having you know feeling like he's been frozen out of Yor's life because they've been married for a year and he didn't know uh of course you know it's a sham marriage which is why but Twilight immediately like is on to who he is like he's just He's just like a, go- a fresh-faced uh, rookie from the academy who's like doing the exact academy playbook, showing up with you know wine from a foreign country and saying it costs two hundred of uh, whatever the currency is, but actually the price. Yeah, but the right, 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 but the price has actually gone up to three hundred due to to issues with uh, the the berries. You know, like I, I just love those kinds of characters who who roll up thinking you know they're hot shit and actually are, you know. Kind of not in, not incompetent, but yes, exactly. That's exactly the way to put it. Like he's also a weird a, relationship a mess, with his sister, like sister. Very weird relationship. Yeah, they. With his he's like super obsessed with his sister in a way that is extremely not healthy, and uh, yeah. But it leads to a lot of very good comedy. So hard to say if good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> Incest is good if no. If it's Emily. funny. <laughs> Classic quote. The, I just I love the the scene where like he tries to get your and Lloyd to kiss. Do it, yes. Uh, that is a that is a great moment because you know your immediately takes it way to way further than he wants and way further than than Twilight is expecting too. But she's doing it unintentionally because she has no idea like what the expectations are supposed to be. Uh, but she's like getting like she starts breathing really heavily and like getting really erotic with him like oh my well, god. Well she also like <laughs> drank so half a bottle of wine that's, in one gulp. So that, that's that's true. That's true. And we know and she, from the neither the castle, of them can hold their like neither of them can hold their alcohol. Yeah, that that castle issue where they take Anya to they rent the castle and set up the fake scenario to save Anya and that scene is also so funny in the, the anime. <laughs> Yeah, it's super funny, and Yor is just, like, constantly in the background of that scene, just, like, slurring her words and tripping over herself. Uh, it's really, it's really good. I didn't answer the question, but Yor is my, my favorite. I love, that, I love yeah. her so much. Yeah, I don't think that really surprised this comes to I mean, show. I like all of them, honestly, but I just, like, I'm a sucker for a hyper-competent dumbass. <laughs> that is a great descriptor for Yor. Were there any characters that you did not like in uh, in Spy Family so far? I mean, there are characters that the book doesn't want you to like, and I think it succeeds at like writing them in a way that makes them like really easily hateable. Mm-hmm. Like basically, the entire selection committee at the entrance interview 
and all of the dumbass like idiot teachers and headmasters with their stupid monocles and mm-hmm. robes and the little telescopes that they're using. Um, and then similarly, the like snivelly snot nose, snot nose little rich bastards that go to school with with Anya. Damien's I mean, these are all little fucking friends. I hate so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, Damien's friends are horrible. They're so that, annoying. That kid needs his John Kent. Uh, or is Dick Grayson either way cannot be hanging out with those losers. Uh, but no, it like those, those characters are, are very hateable and very well written as like hateable foils. Damien and I will say, I don't really think that he's very, on, he's actually kind of likable in a weird, like, you know, in the way that like some annoying children can be likable. He like <laughs> develops a crush on Anya because she's like the only person that's ever stood up to him ever in his life, which is a very, very funny trope. Just I like think. instantaneously. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's great. But I don't think any, there are any characters that like, I think are poor, that I didn't like from like a writing, a writing mm-hmm. standpoint or that I, they you know, agreed. was put off of that the book yeah. wouldn't want me to be put off of. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about the art? It's good. Um, I'll let Alex, if Alex has stuff to say, I'm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. It's not like it's, it, I mean, it's kind of like what you. Like the, there's some scenes and some things that obviously give him more time, but that's sort of what you get when, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the form and everything. Um, I thought the art was probably I, like, I think the facial expressions are very good. We've touched on that. And I think it does, that does a lot of the heavy lifting, but other than that, it's like, I think it'd be better to watch the anime. Like you're saying for that, th- that scene at the party with like the kick, it's just kind of like, Oh, like it gets it across and it's still a funny joke and it's like simple and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's also, m- there are scenes and especially with the action scenes i think they could be a lot better if you're watching it you know give, given more space or watching in the anime yeah yeah because the, there's yeah. a lot of uh really choice uh choice moments of animation with uh with the how they do some of those action scenes but i mean the the anime is also um it's being it's uh animated by wit studio and cloverworks both of which uh have uh put out several very very well received series so uh it comes as no surprise that they also notch it out of the park with this one yeah like the the comedic notes and a lot of the punchlines i think are drawn really well the the visual punchlines are are really good and there's like a few panels in every issue where you get like these really gorgeous cityscapes and shots of like towns like like, european town squares yeah the like european architecture in this book i find uh very very pleasing to look at yeah i I, i'm with you there It, it that that part that that those parts of the book definitely look really good but yeah, on average, I think if you like took an average panel from this book, the visuals aren't anything particularly amazing. Um, and I get the like, yeah, it's got part sort of, that of a definitely... standard clean shonen art style. Which yeah, I think like is fine. to me, to me, this is like the equivalent of like a DC house style, like somebody who's trying to be like Jim Lee or Ivan Reyes, but yeah. like one of the like lesser Ivan Reyes clones. Not even one of the better Ivan Reyes clones. Yeah, like, I don't know, like a Doug Monkey or someone like that. Someone who's, like, competent and does a decent job, but, like, isn't, you know, knocking it out of the park every issue. Which is okay. Like, I mean, it's serviceable. It does the job. But, you know, we're not talking about a David Mazzucchelli here or 
you know, anyone of, of, of that tier of, of artists. I would even say like, you know, comparing it to the other, you know, manga we've done, I don't think it looks as good as, as Alita. Oh, th- no, 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 not, 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 not even, even not even close. Yeah. It's not. No, but I mean, yeah. Alita is like, it's sort of, I, I also feel like it's not fair to to compare uh, the, these two series just sort of like, I don't know. It's sort of it, it's like comparing like popcorn a popcorn flick to like high art. Yeah, or popcorn to like a steak dinner. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, popcorn's good. But <laughs> I'd say this is more consistent than Alita, but Alita's highs are art wise. Well, it's also the, uh, Alita has a much more complicated art style. Oh, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. highs are way higher. Mm-hmm. Um. How do, how do you like how do you how much longer do you think that they can keep up uh keep the charade up uh and who do you think will crack first? Hmm. I have to say I don't know even as much as I've watched of the anime like that they are you know things are still uh going going strong and fine and I think the the manga is up to like chapter seventy or something so uh. I mean, I, I assume it's still going, but in like the simplest way, it's like I think Anya would just say something to one of them, and the other one would find out. I, like I think that's the most obvious, but I also like don't know if that would be the path that they would actually go with it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, she can read minds. So it's like one day she's like, M- "Mom was saying that sh- she just killed someone," and he's like, "What?" Or like, "Oh, you're a spy." Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have to give Anya a little bit more credit than she's that. She's six years old. <laughs> no, I, I know, but she she's she's fairly worldly. She's pretty bright. Uh for for her age. And well, and in the sense that she specifically I, I think has an understanding that she can't rev- she, that she knows more than either your or Twilight do, and that if those things become, you know, more the, that knowledge becomes public, then she loses the family that she's come to like. And I think so, like in a basic, like, I think it is like a very basic, like childlike understanding of what the stakes are, but mm-hmm. I still think you have to give her a little bit more credit in terms of keeping things to herself. If anything, I feel like the book is sort of building Twilight to be the character that breaks first because, you know, he's so used to putting on this like sp- badass spy facade and you can see the shell start cracking in terms of him doubting himself and becoming actually like genuinely more attached to your and Anya. And so I think that that's, that would lead to a character that is like primed to, to sort of break before, before the other two, because the stakes for, for your are fairly low at the end of the day. Like, I mean, I think she's also grow uh, like you see her do become more attached to, to the other two characters as, as it goes on, but not, but she also, you know, she's not someone who's like a stranger to having like human connections. You know, she has her brother who she's very close with. Mm -hmm. Whereas with twilight, you get the sense that like, this is genuinely like his first time caring about other people Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, these sort of like high minded concepts of, of world peace and, you know, geopolitics and stuff like that, which like Emily said, plays a very small role in the book, but you, you sort of that background, you sort of get that background filled in. Yeah. Uh, early on that like those are the things he cares about and even in that scene where yours brother shows up where he talks about how like he spent a lot of time abroad like it basically seems like this guy's whole life has been wrapped up in his work so mm-hmm. that's like the kind of character that you know if you follow you know 
traditional tropes would be the one that would probably break first. Do you think they love each other? Uh, at the point we got to know, I don't, no, I, I don't I mean, think like, they're there yet. Do you think they, but, but, but come on, like, do you think they love each other? Like, oh, well, I think that's what, I think that's what the book is building to. Yeah, totally. I, I don't, I don't. I don't think uh, like Twilight and Yor are quite there. I think they both probably genuinely, I think they both love Anya and I think Anya loves both of them. Mm -hmm. I think that part, I think they already got there, but I don't think they are quite like, I think maybe they have like, you know, they're starting to develop feelings for one another, but both of them probably think that those are unrequited or I I mean. Oh, definitely. Like that's a dating thing, but they're not actually dating. So it's like, right. Yeah. I really just every time like one of them says like like they'll have like their little internal monologue like it's not like we're even a real family or it's not <laughs> like she's even my real wife like yeah it, it just like mm, it's delicious I love it it's so good yeah uh, it's good I, character drama I love I like genuinely love your and Lloyd like they I constantly refer to them as like the my one hetero couple with rights, uh, like even though they're not even like actually together, but they are together. Ah, uh, it's like it. There, it's just like I constantly think about like the scene in like the one of those first couple of chapters, like right after the dinner party when like they're on the run and like he like pulls the pit the ring out of the grenade and uses it to propose <laughs> to her. Like ah, romance. Like oh, it's yeah. so good. I, I I really I love them so much and I just find like I find all of the the character relationships so like charming and investing and uh I'm glad that uh you guys also liked it. Yeah, that's what we do. And um do you think that you will read any more or watch the anime? Yeah. Watch the anime, probably not. Read more, there's a decent chance. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it depends it, how much time I have and if I'm in the mood for it. But I could definitely see myself reading a little bit more, reading, going a little bit further with it, sticking with it for a bit. I already went an extra issue or chapter, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely like it enough. I'm definitely invested in the characters enough that I do kind of want to see where it goes, so. I, you know, if I'm in the mood to read it, to, to sit down and read some manga, I could see this being one that I would, you know, return to. It's just tough because I hate reading stuff digitally, but, or I hate reading comics digitally specifically. I mean, you, so. you, you could have go you, have you bought a manga physical, you know, Ever? you can buy manga in a have store. I bought a manga. Yeah. Um. But I don't want to be seen in the manga section of the store. <laughs> and also comic book stores, you know, tr- real hey, ones. Look- it's Christmas Don't time. You can pretend it's a gift. Uh, ask your secret Santa for it. <laughs> no. And then all your friends will know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's also the the problem with manga really is that like you can't put it on a shelf with other comics. So if you're going to get into manga, you have to get really into it because they're the the collected editions are size. a different small. They are very different size. Mm-hmm. So when I couldn't just put like I don't know six volumes of spy family next to you know scott snyder's swamp thing run and uh yeah, scott snyder be angry. 
Yeah, well, no, and you know, <laughs> but I can't put it. I can't put it on the same shelf as all my DC and Marvel and Image graphic novels. Uh, you, so what you can they, do is just you put them at the end because, like, it just as it gets smaller and smaller. Because I have DC and Marvel ones that are like not; they're not all the same size, even trades wise. No, so that's true, but none of them get it. none of them get that small, so you don't have like the 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 visually appealing like consistent uh, decline in size. Yeah, you it would need just to go build from, up. It would just and go from standard trade paperback. The sculptor size. helps me with that because it's 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 a little one, but it's like that's true, kind of close to the thing. So. You could stack you could stack them and use it as a bookend. But he only has one in this theoretical situation. Well, he, well, but no, he, he, he did mention volumes. getting six volumes. So oh yeah. well, yeah. I I have like you know like Mouse and Persepolis and a couple other like comics that are like slightly different sizes, but like those are on the shelf with like real books. <laughs> and I'm not gonna put Spy Family. On oh, the Spy shelf Family with real doesn't books. go on the shelf with that's, real books. That's what it comes down to. It's not ready for the real bookshelf. Wow, the truth is out. I'm not putting Spy Family next to you know Ian Banks and you know George R. R. Martin. That's Howard. not. That wouldn't. That simply would not be right. Um, my last question is that Spy Family, like many anime, is being adapted into a Japanese stage musical. Do you think the story will adapt well into a musical? <laughs> yes, oh, yes, totally. I think that this would be a banger. You could make a banger musical out of Spy Family. I really yeah. hope that the Spy Family musical ends up online somehow because I very much want to watch I, it. I, I think the, the most interesting thing for me is how they would handle the uh, her being able to hear everyone kind of thing and like make it they'll probably make it musical too and like make it a little, little cool stuff. But yeah, it has just the right amount of like comedy and like characters that are super serious that is it yeah i, I think it'd be perfect i, th- I think yeah. it would be very funny if uh the way that they simulated her reading people's minds was if they had like pre-recorded thoughts that were put into like the musical <laughs> soundtrack so like you hear it coming from like the speakers instead of like people talking and that would be fun i hope they do that yeah no i think spy family would be well suited to a musical adaptation for sure I didn't actually. Tough, I didn't but... know that there was going to be a Spy Family musical until I started doing these notes this morning, and I just got excited. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm interested where it ends because if it's still going on now, like, would they not do the whole story? Because I think like the Death Note one did the whole did the whole story. Yeah, well, there's a Death Note musical. We've definitely talked about. Oh this yeah, uh, yeah. Chad's even watched it. Okay, well, I guess I scrubbed it from my memory. Yeah, Chad and Cameron watched it for. Uh, for opinions, opinions are cheap. cheap and it was it was very funny yeah i have no idea what the what the musical will cover probably like the first like volume or something i don't know but uh does evangelion have a musical um i'm gonna find this out right now okay <laughs> i hope not because i feel like it's not but i feel like you could do a banger evangelion musical i don't think so it doesn't look okay. like not it. yet Someone make it happen. Someone, nobody's been brave enough yet. Yeah, so that's the Spy Family. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I'm glad I liked it too. I finally have a second manga that I <laughs> you've liked two manga. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, do you, do you hear that sound? That's the the sound of uh, the Doomsday Clock signaling wow. our first ever Cryspace. Uh, this is the, the part of the show where we, uh, as emotional friends, talk about something that made us emotional 
uh, within the past two weeks. So uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I watched the new Scream movie on the plane. Mm. Uh, and the cry space could okay okay the cry space could be that it's not very good and that made me sad but that's not actually what I'm going for but there's a there's a scene like there are some parts of the movie that are good and this was one of them which is that there's a scene where one of the characters is killed as is want to happen hmm. and the movie sets it up the movie wants it to be like shocking because it wants it to be like they would never kill that character and then they do it uh, and I you know I actually saw it coming I figured out the movie's trick. But I, I didn't stop my eyes from on the airplane, you know, getting a little getting a little misty eyed when uh, Ghostface puts his knives uh, into into the or I guess well not to spoil the movie but her knives uh, into into this into this guy. Yeah, uh, uh, all time uh, all time anime anime betrayals. Yeah, I was uh, I was not happy about that. Very sad. And I really felt like you know. When they get to the end and explain the twist, I was like, you know what? You guys are not real fans because real fans would have uh, that real fans would have understood that you know you if you want to be like shocking in a horror movie, there's better ways to do it than killing one of the legacy characters. And you guys are fake fans and fake friends, and the person who wrote wow. this movie should be in jail. For, no, but for the they the point life. was that they were fake fans, that they were bad fans. Yeah. I, I, I get that that was the point, but I, you know, I feel like even bad fans, like, I don't feel like they would have, I don't feel like any fan of the Scream franchise would have, would have done that to, to our guy. I didn't know it was a franchise till now, so that's cool. Scream? There's like yeah. a bajillion of them. This well, was literally five. the fifth movie. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess I like saw the first Scream movie and then I watched the scary movie and Scream was in that and I was like, oh, that's neat. To, to be honest, I, I think you can watch Scream and Scream 2 and then kind of be done with it. Certainly would not recommend people watch this movie. Scream 3 is not good. Scream 4 is good. Uh, I wouldn't say that Scream 3 is not good. It's just such a significant step down that, I you know, it kind of it kind of besmirches Wes Craven's good it's name. It's kind of a wham a movie. Of a movie. Yeah. Mm, it's okay, like, though, because the, the new Halloween movie is really good. See, that's the thing that doesn't work about the about Scream 5 is that like and I, I said this to Emily after I watched it, but like the whole movie is about how like oh fan cult fan culture is toxic, which like there is some truth to that. But like there's like fans hate sequels to 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 their beloved movies from their childhoods. But like Scream is a franchise about horror movies and the all the sequels to the beloved horror movies are genuinely bad. Like fans are right when they say yeah. that, like, yeah, the new Halloween movie sucks. Like, because you know, trying to make Michael Myers a stand-in for Donald Trump makes no sense unless your brain is poisoned by online. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. It's not wonderful. a thing that happened. That is what not not the not uh, not the most recent one, but that is what Halloween Kills is about. It is about how Michael Myers is 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 Donald Trump, and they can't let him win. Uh, they can't because if you give in to if you become it, it's literally there's literally a scene in the movie where they might as well have said when they go low we go high and then Michael Myers kills 30 guys and it's awesome but the rest everything else about that movie is horrendous God. Um, anyway so yeah nobody except John Carpenter should ever have been allowed to make a movie in the Halloween franchise in my opinion <laughs> 
Wow, wow, wow. Alex, what made you cry this week? I saw Knives Out in preparation for the the second one coming out this week. Have you week. not seen it yet? No, I saw it again, okay, and I good. enjoyed it again. That's not my cry space, though. I'm just bragging. Um, my cry space was I was going to a, a Thanksgiving, late Thanksgiving, I guess early Thanksgiving, I don't know, a Thanksgiving get-together with friends, and I was supposed to bring the mashed potatoes. And I started telling Emily this story. I uh, didn't finish, but you know, I checked out the recipe. It was a vegan I've recipe. I've been on the like, edge cool, of my seat. Let's do it up. So I would go to the store. I get exact. I, I get an extra two potatoes from what they tell me in the recipe. Right. Go home. I've never made mashed potatoes before, but I'm like, this is not bad. I can't put a garlic in it because someone's allergic to garlic. But I'm like, I'll put something else. I'll put in some like r- some red red chili peppers. Give it a little oomph. Um, and then I make it, and it's a single serving. And there's like 15 people at this party, and I have to leave now. And it's I just got my little my little takeout container filled with a bit of mashed potatoes. Oh. And I show up at the party and I'm like, okay, guys, I brought I brought my food. And the person who brought gravy brings a fr- like a boatload that's like three <laughs> times the size of my mashed potatoes. Um, oh my god! So that was How my, did this uh, happen? I just didn't check the serving thing. I was just like, I need to make mashed potatoes. I need to make vegan mashed potatoes. This has to be vegan. And I was like, that was in my head. And then. Uh, everything else got lost. But there was a lot of other food, and everyone got a spoonful of mashed potatoes. How do you make non-vegan mashed potatoes? Uh, in the well, in the butter and the milk. Yeah, butter, milk. Oh. Yeah. Some people yeah. put, you know, like bacon. That's true. Cheese. Not, not, yeah, not in the actual potatoes you, you'd be mashing because those are those yeah. regular. I just, uh, yeah, I was, I just always, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm just so used to all, I get dairy-free butter and dairy-free milk that I'm like, it doesn't yes. occur to me that other people... Other yeah, savages. I, I, went, I went with almond milk. It, it tasted good. I was quite happy with my first mashed potatoes, but I feel like soy would probably work a little bit better for mashed potatoes. But you can't really go wrong. All, almond milk is unsweetened. Almond milk is pretty good for cooking. Typically, it was. But yeah, next time bigger portions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. My uh, cry space is that I watched uh, God's Perfect Movie last night, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Yeah, it made me me cry again because it always does. It's it's always at the end when Usher gets to do the donkey roll. Oh my god, like that part (laughs) always gets me because he's like, because the whole movie he's like, the donkey roll is why I started dancing, and then at the end he gets to dance with them on stage. Ah, it's so good. Such a, a good great movie. movie. <laughs> and watching the one with the deleted scenes, you, you got to watch those. those oh my like... god, yeah, the deleted scene where uh, he's like, "Tell your parents to fuck off." The fuck off, yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. I, I don't know why they took that out. Probably because of rating stuff, but like, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's so just good. it. Like, I I don't. It may have been for length because that is like a ninety minute movie, which I is the perfect length for a movie. But I would have, yeah. I would have been so fine if that movie had been two hours, like because it's just oh, so yeah. perfect. <laughs> The your face looks like an elephant's cunt line is, I think, <laughs> the best line in the entire movie, and they fucking cut it. I, I don't know. understand. I no, think you know realize that pussy is a like is a, like an all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say SEAL Team sixty nine executing the hit might actually yeah, be that's, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh god, the Bin Laden song is amazing. That is like one of the that is maybe my favorite comedy bit. Listeners, in any movie, if you the... have not watched Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, please make that your holiday tradition yeah, now. Seriously. Get, you get your to family go, together. Get your family Bring grandma all, over. All together. Get grandma over <laughs> Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Sure, you guys don't agree about politics, but this is one thing you'll, this you'll is really one, enjoy. The whole family can agree on. <laughs> She'll really like the song about gay rights, so. <laughs> Not gay, but if I was. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So good. Oh. Anyway, so um, that's been Crying in the Book Club. If you would like to check us out on the internet, you could do that at Crying Book Club on Twitter. You can uh, rate and review us five stars on your podcasting platform of choice. And if we are not there, you can let us know. And we will send a letter to Congress. Yes, yeah, send a letter to your congressman. Tell them that you want Crying in the Book Club on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you would like to... And also that you want it in the Library of Congress. Yes, put us <laughs> in the Library of Congress. Uh, Which episode? Ooh. All of them. Uh, if you would like to follow John Luke on the internet, uh, you can check him out at Mountain Dew Liker on Twitter or JL Lawville on Letterboxd. Uh, assuming that Twitter is still uh, still going when this episode comes out. Uh, I think we've made it this far, so I think we're good. I, I hope think we're so. Safe. Yeah. Um, we, we made it through the weekend. So, <laughs> uh, If you would like to follow Alex, you can do that on Twitter, at Alex Hansiak. And Alex, what are your... You have other things to plug. They're not listed here because I didn't put them in the template. No, it's okay. That's okay, fine. nothing? All right, that's yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at mpandanata, Letterboxd at Pandabore, Twitch at Pandabore, and the podcast Imagine Me and Usna, Fresh Podcast Market, and finally, coming soon in the year 2023, uh, that looks terrible. That's today. Well, no, that's next well, that's in a couple weeks. So. Yeah, in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know. Enough. I don't know exactly when the first episode is supposed to drop, but uh, January for sure. So, um, and I think I mean this is our fiftieth episode, but I think our next one is our last episode of the year, our last regular episode. Is this is this correct? Is this track? Yes, I believe so. And then yep, next episode, yeah, we will. We're be... gonna do a our end of the year episode as the first episode yeah. of the year. We're going yeah. back to that boy publisher, DC Comics. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, we... I thought DC Comics was the girl publisher, Alex. Oh, no. Yeah, well, there's been... I don't know. There's never been a comic that's more written for girls than Mark Mark Wade's Kingdom Come. Mark Wade and Alex Ross's masterpiece, Kingdom Come. Uh, When I think of comics that girls like, it's always this one. Uh, Nothing has, you know, increased my success more with women than telling them about how much I love uh, Mm -hmm. the seminal classic... Uh, Kingdom Come. I mean, have you not managed to like incorporate Kingdom Come into your pickup lines? Because I feel like there's a lot of potential there. It's got come in the name. It's true. And uh, if you like come in the name, join us in two weeks. I will make your life a kingdom of coming. Uh, This might explain (laughs) a lot. (laughs) But yeah, next week, check it out. Two two uh, weeks from now. Two weeks from now, and then we'll do our. We're gonna do a. We're gonna do a special end of the. We're start of the year show, right? Last wrap up thing after that. So, stay review tuned. of uh, what we did in twenty twenty two.
I didn't really like Spy Family. 